the first intro to the first ever Tuesdays with Laserbeak podcast. My name is Laserbeak. I'm here with my co-host, Jacob. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is our first one ever, and I've never done a podcast. So huge shouts to Jacob. Never done a podcast. <laughs> also doesn't listen to podcasts. <laughs> yeah, I don't listen to podcasts. I'm going to work on that. Jacob is literally the reason why this is even happening. She got at me on twitter god bless her and basically said that she would produce this thing and so i had no excuse but to go through with it right so this is inspired by the tuesdays with laserbeak blog post that you've been doing for years now yes an eternity you've been doing it because everybody was supposed to do a day of the week and then they all dropped off <laughs> That's until exactly it was right. the last man standing it was supposed to be seven artists everyone had a day of the week and i picked tuesday and then that was just me doing tuesday so that slowly became like a, the way that we rolled out all of our news and our info. It's like almost a way for us to communicate directly to the people that are interested. Um, and I've actually, I probably bitched and moaned about it at some point, but I've kind of become really into it. And I like having the the back and forth. So now we're doing, in addition to that weekly blog post, this will be like kind of a monthly podcast where we go through all that kind of stuff and also get into whatever the hell else we want to bring people on for interviews. Uh, me and Jacob just going back and forth. Running down <laughs> great music, yeah. bonus jams, Crystal Daddy. Yep, all absolutely. All the things you've come to expect from Laserbeak. <laughs> exactly. We will have that here. And we're going to try to get into like a hashtag Ask Beak scenario where we're fielding questions and we can talk about everything from uh, mental health to our favorite movies to whatever pizza toppings you had last night. Um, we can cover it all. This is a safe place to talk about a bunch of shit. Um, if you like pineapple on pizza, this is a safe place to say that. I do like pineapple on pizza. All right. Is that a problem? I mean, it might be, but we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll fight through I like through it quite this. a bit. Um Okay, so just to let you know, this particular first episode, obviously it's it's January 8th, it's the first Tuesday, um, and no, actually January 1st is the first Tuesday. So it's the second Tuesday. It's the second Tuesday. It'll usually be the first Tuesday, um, but we just wrapped up a really big year at Doomtree. 2018, we put out the most releases we ever have, and so we're going to just kind of walk that back and talk through all the different things that, that all of us got into. Um and then me and Jake obviously have to get in like our favorite non-Doomtree albums of the year because mm-hmm. it's very, uh, we kind of go head to head on that. It a differs bit. a little bit. And then um, and then lastly on this episode, you know, today we actually just announced um, my solo album called Luther, which will be coming out in February. And so we're going to kind of break down that a little bit and talk a little bit more about what went into the making of that. Um, so yeah, let's jump into the Doomtree year in review 2018. It was a really crazy hectic year for doomtree probably our most productive as far as like what we released um it was also kind of the year of the side project um and we got to put out a ton of like random releases that all of us have kind of been working on over the years that just it was just like a perfect year for everyone to kind of like go full creative mode do you know in total how much how many releases released i don't that's terrible uh i think (laughs) full length wise i want to say it's close to six or seven which usually we're at like two or three so we doubled that and you know i just put up on the blog at the end of the year um the kind of year in review that i usually do and um it kind of is always like a really good 
I get really sentimental. I'm like 36 now with kids. And so everything makes me like weepy, but, uh, <laughs> but I'm like, Oh my God, we did all that. And I'm going through all the pictures and I just have a really good, I mean, obviously 2018 is a lot of emotions for everybody, but as far as just like Doomtree and the creativity of my people, I feel really good about that. Okay. So we're going to run down the big releases of 2018 for Doomtree Records. Um, we started off, we had just put out the Shredder's first album, Dangerous Jumps, which is me and Paper Tiger and P.O.S. and Sims. Um, and so we were kind of rolling into some touring. And that led into um, our first big release of 2018, which was Chime by Dessa, yeah. which was a big one. And obviously, like, comes with a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. And we had kind of rolled out the first single, I think, earlier um, in the winter, but... That was huge. Yeah, and a, and a very, like, different album for her, too. Like, yeah. Like, a completely different sound, so it was exciting to, like, see that from the side of the consumer and being like, oh, this is yeah. this is totally different. <laughs> yeah, it was really, uh, for me personally, I've worked with Dessa on a lot of stuff musically, but we've never, like, fully clicked, and for some reason, we got this trifecta with me and her and um, composer and producer Andy Thompson, who had worked with her on the orchestra stuff, um, and... For whatever reason, the three of us, it just finally was like, it clicked. Yeah. And we, we like were able to all kind of bring our own thing and put it into the stew. And um, that's a cheesy um, thing to say. But <laughs> but yeah, we did Chime. And it turned out, in my opinion, I think it's Dessa's best work. And obviously that sent her off on like world touring and um, conquering. And she also, we used that to kind of roll into her first big like hardcover memoir, uh, My Own Devices, which was a big, you know, labor of love for her. Mm -hmm. And I think um, it's just so exciting for us who have, you know, Doomtree has put out a couple of her smaller things. Um, but this was like on a subsidiary of Penguin Random House. This was like a real national release. And to get to see that world was awesome. Um, so she stayed super busy. Um, and we actually just um, last month started, me, her, and Andy Thompson started working on some rough sketches for some new songs. So it was fun to like... Super exciting. Yes. Like get get back into that. Um, and as you know by now, um, Dessa's announced another run of shows at Orchestra Hall with the orchestra. This time around, we're going to actually be recording the shows and we're going to put out a live album Heck yeah! with the orchestra, um, which is really exciting. So that's coming up. Um, those shows are at the end of March. Then we rolled into some side project releases. So we put out uh, this Long Shot and Laserbeak record. Shout out to Long Shot. Long Shot's um, incredible. Originally from Chicago. He's been up here for over a decade, I think, now. Um, and me and him were always... I met him through Psalm 1 because he would roll through when she would come through town on tour. Um, he was her hype man and would and would open up the shows. And... I gave him a beat tape once, and usually when you give a rapper a beat tape or a beat CD, you know, if there's 20 tracks on there, they come back, and if they like anything, they'll be like, yo, I want to write to track four and track seven. And, like, a month later, Longshot just sent me an email, and it had, like, 10 finished songs. <laughs> and I incredible. was like, okay, well, I guess we're going to do an album then. Yeah. Um, and so that has been, it had been... A lot of songs over the years. This was finally a way to like put a stamp on it. Yeah, um, and I saw him perform for the first time at Doomtree Forest. Yeah, and he's got such incredible energy on stage yeah. too. Like him, and then 
at that night show you suck yeah also. credits i know wild. yeah both Just of those wild. guys are incredible performers yeah it was really cool to see long shot the release show is like a highlight for me he had all sorts we had a live drummer we had dancers like um he really put his all into it and um i'm really proud of that record so parades we did we rolled that right into the speaking to show you suck the um sims air credits ice step album arteria verite uh just like the craziest sci-fi mad max concept album well it's it's (laughs) wild to me because i listened to i saw air credits open up for sims when sims came out with more than ever yep and so knowing the concept of that and the fact that sims was able to throw himself into that world and be like i'm writing in this too was wild and he so seamlessly yes became a part of that world totally And, and one of my favorite things that happened around the release of that was um show you suck he he tweeted he was like i can now join the ranks of people who have been out wrapped by sims on an album <laughs> yes sims will come for you if he's <laughs> guesting on a song or he's very the competitive nature is is good for him um <laughs> which is why he always ends up stealing the show on doomtree crew records and stuff like that because i think you know everyone's like oh, i gotta i gotta come up with the best shit um yeah that record was awesome and and really fun to work with Steve from Hood Internet um, and obviously Icetep who has worked with um, Four Fists now and Dessa and Sims. Um, he's kind of become like an extended family who's also actually Paper Tiger's cousin that not oh, most people seriously? know. <laughs> yeah, that's wild. Um, and uh, and yeah, that record they did some touring. Uh, we put out a bunch of videos and um, it's just cool when you can realize chemistry on a full-length project, not just one song. So I feel like those guys crushed it. Then we did Four Fists. Heck yeah. It's been a long time in the making. Um, I think it had been five years since the first 7-inch, which had the only two songs between P.O.S. and Astronautilus that were recorded as Four Fists. Um, it was a long time coming. And getting to watch those guys like go do our cabin thing and go out and make those songs and and slowly put that thing together was awesome that is one of my favorite doomtree releases i think the production's insane shout out to sub yow um and everyone else that had a hand in it but it felt like i wasn't sure like if you had asked me a year ago if four fists was ever going to release the album i would probably say no so to see it just kind of like finally happen yeah awesome well, and just like seeing astronautilus on tracks here and there, yeah, like, yeah, always being like, "There's got to be something, something yeah. else coming soon." Totally, I know. Uh, yeah, they've had so many collaborations in the past. So then they obviously hit the road, and and they're currently in Europe. So they're knocking out like the European leg of this tour for six 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 six, and that went right into Cloquet which is a side project of Paper Tigers. It's him and um, our good friend James Gunderson, who's a he's a vocalist. He does the vocals. Papes does the beats. Um, they both live in New York. And we've worked with James a ton. He's more of like a, a video guy and graphics and visual effects. So he's done a bunch of the Doomtree videos, like Generator. He did some of Sims More Than Ever videos. He did um, a couple of videos off Chill Dummy. But it was awesome you know for years he's been sending us little demos of like his beat four track beats and guitar and and singing and so to see those guys like join forces and make like a a real record um was so cool 
Yeah. I love that album. I'm a huge Cloquet fan um, and very biased. How do you how do you manage? Because you guys, especially this year, more than other years, it's been one album into the next, into the next, into the yeah. next. How do you how do you guys manage to be like we're gonna give these each their attention, their time, and giving them like the love <laughs> that they all deserve? It's um, it's like an endless supply of Google Docs. <laughs> basically I, I think google docs has saved my life time and time again but yeah it's like sponsors you know at the be- yes exactly where is the endorsement deal from google docs um we you know towards the end of every year i kind of look to the next year and try to fill in the calendar um but uh usually it's not an issue because we don't have that many releases so it's like we're we're scrambling to even create enough stuff to release every year um but this year and i see it continuing like the more that we embraced not only the solo projects, but just like expanding outside of the crew and working with other people. I think everyone, as we've gotten older, has just like obviously grown in their own way, musically, personality wise, everything. And so we're all into different stuff, um, even more so than we were earlier. And um, so, yeah, it takes a lot of uh, planning and it can get a little tricky when you know, everyone's records are starting to fall on top of each other because we all have egos and we all, these are our babies and we want them to have like the best chance of success. But, um, but I, I love that our crew is usually like super willing to kind of maneuver so that everyone gets their fair shine time. Um, and, and they're s- all super supportive of each other yes. too. Like we have that, heck out of each we other. have that going for us for sure. Yeah. And I mean, that's kind of like how we've been able to make it work is like, whenever anybody puts anything out i send an email to the whole crew like here's the link here's the the stuff and that's and you see everybody get behind and um and that helps that's kind of like part of our success in air quotes i guess um so yeah cloquet and cloquet's first and only um performance was at the doomtree forest which wasn't uh physical album release but it felt like it because the amount of time and and love that (laughs) went into it but that was like a dream come true and enormous thanks to to red bull um for helping us with that yeah so for people who weren't at doom tree forest what was it yes okay so we um we partnered with red bull to make this like one of a kind event and we took over familia the indoor skateboard park that familia owns in northeast minneapolis and we changed it into the idea was to celebrate the family tree with all the side project releases of the year hence the name doom tree forest um and we converted this indoor skate park into like a a forest like a rave forest and then we built a like tree house that was the stage and we had every member from the crew do a set of whatever new side project they had been up to. And then we ended it with the one and only full Doomtree crew performance of the year. Um, it was a sweaty mess and it was like four hours of music. I think oh, it was, it was wild. <laughs> it, was, it was a long night. But I drank like, a lot incredible. of vodka Red Bulls. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the it, drink of choice for laser beak. Yes. Vodka Red Bull every time. It's very, very nice. Um, but so yeah, it was just, and you know, like the crew, we're always so busy. It's rare that we even get to hang out. Um, it's just people, let alone even working on music with all seven of us. So just the having a day of rehearsals and a day to be like setting the thing up and just be around each other as a family 
was really nice because it does not happen often. It's like high school reunion-esque. <laughs> exactly. It really, it does. It, and, you know, like people's kids are a year older and everything is has, you know, changed. And um, it's been, you know, the blowouts for us were always kind of that. It was like uh, no matter what, we're going to see each other for the holidays. So we've tried to still do one event a year in that tradition. Um, this one... This is the first time since the blowout where I was like, oh, I really like this format. I like this concept. Um, so thanks to everybody that came to that one. That was a highlight of my year for sure. Um, and then, you know, we we wrapped the year up with, I think, really the first ever release that, that didn't involve one of our core members like in the group, uh, which is a, a group called Ultra Suede, which is a production crew consisting of dj fundo um ajab and maker and they've just been our buddies forever and they made this compilation record with like 20 of some of the best twin cities vocalists um it feels like uh kind of like a moment in time like captured to me like this is our this is kind of what our city sounds like right now um and sims and pos were obviously on it so it's kind of a no-brainer but so we dropped that digitally in december and um had a crazy release show at ice house and it's just been fun to again involve more and more of our family and our homies and then obviously we wrapped everything up with the reissue the tenure of the false hopes and the doomtree self-titled which record. is so wild <laughs> 10 I years. Know. i know again i get sentimental about it because we i asked everybody to to shoot some videos just like talking about what they remember and then i started going through like the old pictures and the flyers and um it's like it it doesn't feel like 10 years and then sometimes it feels like it's been like 50 years right. um but it's been a really it's just been really cool to finally be at a place to look back and be like wow that was important and that was like the start of this and none of us knew what was going to happen and we kind of still don't but to make it this far and even have people that want that there's a demand to get a 10 year, you know, LP, um, feels really good. So I don't know. It's been a, it's been a really big year for us and a lot, you know, a lot of hard work. And I just want to thank everybody that has been supporting it. Um, I know we've had a lot of pre-orders that we've been asking for a lot of people's money and <laughs> <laughs> we've been trying to stay afloat and, um, and it isn't it doesn't go unnoticed and and you know to be i mean i'm in my mid to late 40s you know none of us are like super young anymore so to be able to still do this stuff um is not lost on us so it's, it's mind-boggling to me the support it's awesome yeah are there as as you're reissuing this are there tracks that you're like rediscovering off false hopes that you're like i forgot about yeah. this this yeah. is I forgot how good this one is. Or what I forgot about was all how we used to do interludes, like instrumental interludes on everything. And so, like, there's some, like, really amazing instrumentals that just kind of tie both those records together. And I don't know when we stopped doing that, but probably because it was really hard and, like, time-consuming. Um, but it does. It just, like, kind of helps tell the story of the record. So that, for sure. And I just hadn't, you know, we've been playing some of those songs live for years. Like, False Hopes actually has some of our in my opinion best songs it's got um oh god where'd the cd go okay hang tight <laughs> this just in laserbeak forgets his own music <laughs> wow damn and we're back <laughs> um 
Yes. So False Hopes has Knives on Fire, which is probably my favorite crew song ever. Um, Dunk Tank, Slow Burn. You know, we still play all those songs live. And then one of my favorite Cecil Otter songs, Hundred Fathers. Um, That's a great song. Oh, I love that song. Flex, you know, and then self-titled. There was definitely, that was a moment for me, like 24-7 featured I Self Divine, who's one of my favorite Minnesota rappers, favorite rappers, period. And I kind of always looked up to him as like an OG. So getting him on this record and also getting Alexi, um, Crescent Moon from Kill the Vultures. At the time, it was like, even though they were our friends, it was like, oh my God, Performing we did it. Yeah. And I Self Divine, I remember there's a line on there that he says, like, only build with the leaders. And I don't know if he was talking about us or not, but we were all like, yeah, we're the leaders. <laughs> um, so I, I, yeah, think, I, just, I think definitively now we could say, yeah, he was probably, he was probably talking <laughs> yeah, about you guys. Totally. Um, but so, yeah, it's just been a kind of a trip to relive some of that stuff because um, we've always worked it's always on to the next thing for us there isn't a lot of time to just sit and um, kind of take it in and that's been really helpful because it's allowed us to release a ton of stuff and keep things moving and innovate but it's nice to finally take a breath and be like yeah and just not I don't know kick your feet up is the right term but um, just kind of like sit in it for a yeah. second you know and that has been an awesome thing for me this year to just feel like good and positive about everything that that we've been working on Let's so top five albums of the year which is incredibly difficult because 2018 was such a good year for music i yeah. think there was so many albums especially like a lot of my favorite artists dropping albums totally i think that music it was it was one of the highlight years for all genres in my opinion like everybody brought it and I think what we're seeing now more and more is like um, people are making music faster and they're not just releasing albums. They're putting out singles all the time or EPs. So it's just like as if there wasn't already enough music out there. It's like there were there were weeks where I I would just totally miss like 10 awesome records that came out. Yeah, It's crazy. And it um, also seemed to be the year of people being like, I'm going to embrace what I like in music and just release it and if people don't like it then yes all right cool but totally and it usually works out that people like it exactly so that's it's good, good to take a chance yeah okay so we're gonna go through just pop culture with our favorite stuff we'll start with music uh my top five albums of the year casey musgraves number one my favorite um she put out the, like the best record she's ever done it's so good and cardi b i thought when that record came out, it reminded me of when 50 Cent's Get Rich or Die Trying came out. Like, I remember where I was when I got it, and every right. song was a hit, and every song had, like, the best production. I think that record is amazing. Um, I love the Soccer Mommy record. I love the Drake record, but everybody knows that. Um, We're all shocked. <laughs> so I love Scorpion, particularly the R&B second half. And then for me, right in the nick of time, Robin dropped that Honey record. It's so good. Oh my god. It's so good. It's like you you would think like Robin has not like stopped making just like incredible music. Yeah. Like nonstop yeah. throughout her career. She's outrageous. All great hits. So that was that was my like if I had to really boil it down to five, those were my favorites. How about you, Jacob? Okay. I think I don't know if I can put these in order because I'm 
awful about that. I was I had to cross things out and, <laughs> and rewrite things because I was like, oh, I forgot about this album. But I think Rosalia came out with her album El Marquerer. Yes. Which is incredible. She's like flamenco mixed with like hip hop and yes. R&B. And crazy. She just she's 24 and just won her first two Latin Grammys this year. Oh my god. Cuz she's Amazing. incredible. Yeah. Um Ness Knight dropped Dream Girl this year, yes. which is such an incredible album. Both Tightrope was my second most played song of the year. Okay. And My Love was also one of my most played there. songs of the year. She's incredible. Um, Early Eyes dropped All Shades of Teal. Shout out to them. They're good friends of mine, and they are so talented. And they have Dizzy Faye on the I track know. Case for Yeah, you. Jake had just played me them, and I'm all about it. That Dizzy Faye track's great. It's incredible. Speaking of Dizzy Faye, Freeform Mixtape. Yeah. So good. She's she's blowing up, but she's going to keep blowing up, and yeah. it's, it's going to be that thing of, like, you're like, how is she still blowing up? Like, how <laughs> is she still I know. on the way up? She's it's got like, it, for sure. She's... um. Yeah, she's incredible. And then, obviously, this uh, was true for a lot of my friends, but Mitski's Be the Cowboy, mm. which is, Beak is trying to get into it. I'm trying. I It's been the one record that I just don't get this year that everyone's loving. I've said that it's the sad girl aspect of it. Like, <laughs> okay, is that there's got to be a certain um, element of a sad girl in you okay. to, to really appreciate it. But it's, it's an incredible album, and Mitski's crazy talented and like continues to put out music that you're like wouldn't expect from her and she's yeah yeah, she's so 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 crazy talented and i'm sure that in 2019 one of my top albums will be luther by laserbeak your new album just announced plug right there listen love you jacob all about the segues (laughs) yeah it's a segue streak first podcast segue streak um yeah luther we announced it today it's um it's been a project that's been near and dear to my heart for probably the last year and a half. Um I basically I don't put out solo records that often. I spend a lot of my time collaborating with artists or running the business side of stuff. So the last solo thing I did was 2012. Um called it Lava Bangers and it was like on the heels of No Kings and it was just a way to cement my uh lava banger legend god status of like i i had put out a singing album before that where people thought i might have been getting soft so i was like well here you go here's 20 like absolute head knockers and the whole idea was like short quick bangers um you know everything in the kitchen sink kind of this the usual epic sound that i'm known for um so this was like and i kind of do this i go in like five or six year um inspirational cycles Mm -hmm. and so I usually don't get struck to do like a solo thing until that time is up. And sure enough, five years later, I was like, okay, let's try something. Um, Luther was basically me trying to figure out what the exact opposite of, of my sound that I'd become known for was. And when I really like looked at it on paper, I I wanted to strip this back and really um, like, what is the opposite of a lava banger? Uh, A non chill banger as we've (laughs) talked about. Um, But like, I my beats usually have like 30 to 40 different elements in them but when you get it in a rap song you're getting all of those at once and it just kind of muddles together and so I wanted to really go into it and and let every single element get its time to shine and create some really like chill meditative zones which I'd never attempted to do and I honestly have never been a huge fan of like just instrumental music so um outside of 
obviously some some favorites um so this was like how do i make this interesting and i'd also been really inspired by um meditation as a whole and just kind of like mindfulness and so this was a way to kind of do a little like hat nod to um to those years of my life where i've kind of been spending time in quieter spaces and reflecting so i got hippied out yeah just a little bit and um the the first single is called winging it um mainly because that's what i was doing the entire process of this record was just kind of trying to find some new things break out of my habits um and you'll hear that's playing in the background like you'll hear how it's kind of slowly building and and new elements are coming in until it kind of reaches a uh crescendo yeah did i use that word right crescendo crescendo is is building but yes um, there we go until it reaches its peak yes there you go there it is so anyways that's like kind of been the impetus for this and you know we had such a busy year in 2018 this is kind of felt like a winter album that we could kind of slowly ease into 2019 with the first release and so the name luther yes why the name well uh first and foremost luther vandross is my all-time favorite artist um dead or alive he's very dead rest in peace um but uh and so he's just like had really i've had a special relationship with his music since i was a kid and it's kind of soundtracked my life and i got way into him like ultra super fan um so much so that when i had twins i named one of the boys luther and a, a word to the wise parenting tip when you have twins you get a lot more um, leeway to name them whatever you want because there's two. So everyone. Right. So my wife named Cameron after her maiden name, and I named Luther after my favorite artist. Um, so that's so yeah. It's kind of just like that word has become synonymous with kind of like love and positivity to me. So that's what this record felt like. Yeah. Okay. So do you want to show us the behind the scenes of how one of these beats? comes to be especially this is very different from your other music this isn't as hard and fast this builds yes you talked to me about it a while ago saying that it's eight eight measures eight bars and you try to see how much you can build on something a lot simpler than what you usually use yes so like my uh my process is usually no matter what i make when i'm creating something is i take like a eight bar section and I put as many sounds into it as I feel like it's ever going to get to. Like, so usually that becomes like the, the big last chorus or something. And then the way that I create a sequence and a song structure is just by stripping away elements throughout. So, you know, the intro is similar to the chorus. It's just that only one of the sounds is what you're hearing. So with this one, it was very much, um, it was very much me just trying to not take myself too seriously and just add a bunch of stuff that created kind of a vibe. So I started with this kind of vocal sample here that I sped up and played out to kind of create a chord progression. And then I kind of quickly will just add in a lot of different percussion elements. So there's a block, there's a snap, there's some shakers coming in here. You're gonna eventually get the pulse of the kick coming in here um, and some claps. And then from there, I'm kind of building on some synth stuff. Um, you're hearing, sorry, I don't even know if this is interesting or not, but it's like, it's all I've ever known. And so I kind of want to shed some light on it. Like here's a snare. Now all of a sudden you've got kind of that like bounce to it. Um, 
and there's a new synth, and then there's a xylophone that comes in, and a little triangle, and some bells, and now we're adding in some more synths, um, and ultimately that kind of ends with this big piano line that comes in, and this is basically now kind of the unmixed version of what you hear at the end of, of the song. Now we bring in the second piano, and a harder kick, and an 808, and some little uh, rim shots. And so what I kind of just showed you in the whatever 30 seconds or five minutes, however long that just took, um, is like what takes me a couple days to kind of patiently sift through all this stuff and put it together and and it was really fun to just give myself some time as opposed to cram it all into like a two minute thing to be like all right let's just slowly expand these sounds into like a five minute progression and take our time and not worry about things getting boring just kind of like creating a a nice calming um like a little a little den, a little bear den to hibernate in. Right. I got to listen to this early, and so I listen to this while I'm at work. Yeah. Because it's like, it's got enough going on that it keeps me entertained and keeps me focused, but it's like not so much. Yes, it doesn't require your full attention. Right. Um, and yeah, that's the goal, so I'm happy to hear that. And so, you know, the, the album is basically seven pieces. This is one of them, um, and they all kind of work together to create this kind of overall, you know, 40 minute zone. Um, and winging it is definitely the theme of, of all these songs. Um, that wasn't too bad, actually. That's I thought semi, that sounded great. Semi-interesting. Um, okay, so, Beak, where can people get the album if it's something that they're looking into? That's an incredible question. I can't thank you enough for asking it. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, Doomtree.net is always the place as listeners probably already know that you can get everything, you know, you get all our, all our music, all of our merchandise, all the Tuesdays with Laserbeak posts. Um, so the doomtree.net web store, which is store.doomtree.net. Um, we've got a bunch of crazy pre-order options. Like we always do, you know, you can get the usual one that, that comes with like a sticker and, and access to a Q and a with me, but then we got the deluxe one and you get like a special t-shirt and a, a Tuesdays with Laserbeak coffee mug, which we've never done. Um, and you know signed album and and stuff like that and then we went really really crazy and we did a collector's edition so there's a hundred being made and those come with like an autographed screen print that's a limited edition 100 run um also comes with a laser beak personalized gratitude journal because i am crystal daddy wow and so, you know, I will write you a, a personal page of, of inspiration um, and, and then you'll have your gratitude journal to write down the things that you're grateful for every day, which has been the thing in my life that's helped me dramatically in a positive way. And then, you know, like I said, Crystal Daddy, if you get this collector's edition, I'm going to handpick three different crystals, put them in a pouch that says Crystal Daddy on it charge them up for you send some good vibes on those and throw a apollo santo stick in there and that'll be your like crystal daddy crystal starter pack this is the most laser beak <laughs> pre-order option i've ever heard it's, and it's incredible it's uh like i'm really i'm all about it like i'm i'm literally holding a piece of rose quartz in my hand right now so if you really want to go full-on crystal daddy we have a pre-order option for you um but anyways you know as always i talk about it a lot for us, the pre-order is 
it's been the way that for the last 15 years we've stayed afloat. It's, it was like our Kickstarter before there were Kickstarters. Um, it's been a way for us to create a cash flow enough to be releasing one record while we're funding the creation of a, an upcoming record, which right now happens to be some new Shredders music. So the money that we get in from this pre-order not only helps to pay for things like music video budgets and publicists and radio and manufacturing for my album, but it's also helping us pay for studio budgets and artwork um, and music video treatments for upcoming music by Shredders and Dessa and everyone else that's constantly releasing music. So I get it. We bark at you a lot about giving us your money, um, but this really is a way to help the whole kind of Doomtree economy and community work. So if you got it, would love it if you pre-ordered the record. Uh, and if not, would love it if you told someone about it. Create some buzz. Yeah, let's go. You know what I mean? Let's let's start some hashtags. Let's let's get in there. Um, Ooh, is there is there a hashtag for the album yet? There's not. Have you come up with one? No, there really isn't. So you gotta get on. I mean, hashtag Luther, but I don't know if th- that I might feel like lead that's you gotta to be used. that might be an Idris Elba um, kind of like fan club scenario for that show. So, uh, you know, this would be a good time to say that we have started a hashtag Ask Beak. Mm-hmm. And we're going to use that for all things, uh, input, thoughts, questions. So if you have the hashtag for Luther, hit me with that on social media. I've got it. Oh, you've got, got it already. Hashtag Luther Beak. Woo! That might be it. Hashtag Luther Beak. That might just be my new rap name at this point. <laughs> I've been looking for a, for a change of pace. Um, but yeah, I you know anything you can do to get the word out. I obviously know that this is a record that is seven really long instrumentals. So it's not like a home run top 40 pop hit, but I do, you know, it's very close to my heart and, um, and anything you could do to get the word out or, or just let people know that it's coming would be much appreciated. And I'll end my shameless promotional plug there and just say thank you for, um, for listening and for making it through the first ever Tuesdays with laser week podcast. Yes. I'm Laserbeak. This is... I'm Jaka, and a special thank you to Tim Nelson oh my for God. engineering help. Huge shouts to Tim Nelson, who is the reason why you can hear this sound right now. Oh, yeah. Very nice. Um, but, yeah, that's uh, that's going to wrap it up. We'll be back here next month um, with a very special guest to kick off the first Tuesdays with Laserbeak interview. It's going to be really tight. See you Laser next time. Bam. Beak.